Welcome to Cowboy Church with your host, Russ Weaver and Susie McIntyre. So sit back and enjoy some good singing, some great testimony, and some good preaching. Welcome to Cowboy Church. Hi, I'm Susie McIntyre. And I'm Russ Weaver. And we want to welcome you to Cowboy Church. You know, so Susie, one of the things that we have done on Cowboy Church, mm -hmm. and uh, I know you get this all the time, this is our seventh season. Yes. And we have done a fresh Cowboy Church every week for seven years. Yes, we have. And sometimes we kind of piecemeal him, them here and there and here and there. Because I get people commenting on, man, you're much smaller than you, than you were this Sunday on Cowboy Church. You just tell them the TV puts on a few extra pounds. Is that how it works? <laughs> no, I said, thankfully, I have lost 40 pounds. So. Whoa. That's very good. You yeah. have, too. Yeah, you're I did. Just, yeah, I did. You're not, the, you're not the gal you used to be, are you? <laughs> exactly. Thank God for that. Exactly. But, you know, uh, people out there in uh, who watch Cowboy Church have sent in so many nice comments about the message and about the singing and about the stories from people all over the country. And it, it's really nice to get those comments, to know that we're affecting people. Yes, it is. And you know, one of the things I personally like is when people sign in and say, you know, I watched your Cowboy Church uh -huh. program mm -hmm. and that week was exactly the thing I was dealing with. And I want to tell you, thank you mm -hmm. for uh, helping me get through that situation. I want to hear those things personally. I do too. And at the end of the program, we're going to let you know how you can contact us. Or maybe we can even come to your church and film a Cowboy Church episode. We're up for that too. So sit back, relax, and let's go to Cowboy Church. The greatest influence in my life at a crucial time in my life was my grandma. How many of y'all had a grandma that influenced you deeply? I don't know having my sister Reba, my brother Paik, and then you think they're two high achieving, very talented people. If you think they are the all in all and end all, you haven't met our older sister, Alice. Now she's a pistol. And she's the one who half raised us when mama wasn't around and when grandma Smith wasn't around. So when I was a little girl, before I went to school, my mama worked for the superintendent of schools, and so she would put me on the school bus, and Gene Wilson, the school bus driver, would drop me off at Grandma's house as he picked up my aunt to take her on to school. I loved her house for several reasons. Most importantly, no, I'll say second importantly, she had the best fried chicken anybody could ever eat. But my grandma had the best black cobblers, fresh butter, fresh milk, fresh eggs, the big old garden in the bottom and a big garden in the backyard, so there was never ever food lacking to eat. And she didn't just can in the pints and the quarts, she canned in the half gallons when she wanted to put that food away. So everybody in our part of the country knew that if they needed something to eat, my grandma had something to eat, her and grandpa. My grandma, got sick, and she passed away when I was 12 years old of pancreatic cancer. And I tell you what, her presence in my life was sorely, sorely missed. 
Well, when I heard this song right here, I remembered how I used to sit on that front porch swing at her house with her clabber as we made butter the next day. And this song by Ronnie Dunn was one I loved immensely and recorded. Old man Ridley lived in that white house down the street where I grew up. Mama used to send me over with things And we struck a friendship above We spent a few long lost summers Out in this old front porch swing Said he was in the war with the Navy He lost his wife, he lost his baby I braved up and asked him one time, how'd you keep from going crazy? He said, oh, I'll see my wife and son one of these days. I asked him what he meant, and then he looked at me and smiled, said, I raised my hand. In those words written in red, they tell me that there's more to life than just what I can see. Oh, I believe. Ooh. A few years later, I was off at college, talked to my mom on the phone late one night. Getting all caught up on the hometown gossip The ins and outs of small town life She said, oh, by the way Old man Ridley's died Later on that night I lay there thinking back I thought about those good times Sitting in that front porch swing And you know what? I didn't know whether to cry or laugh But if there was ever anybody that deserved a ticket to the other side It'd be that sweet old man who looked me in the eye Said I raised my hands, I bowed my head I'm fine in those words written in red They tell me that there's more to life Than just what I can see I can't quote the book The chapter or the verse But you can't tell me It all ends in a slow ride in a hearse
There's a great understanding of the Word of God that happens to people who are committed to Christ because there's, there's two places of enlightenment. Number one is we begin to see ourselves as God sees us. And to start with, that's really uncomfortable because we're nasty. We're sinners. We're corrupted. We just don't see ourselves in the right light. We think we're okay and we're blowing snot bubbles. We are not good people. We're sinners. I will decide. Now that we have the light, now that we can see, now that we know what's right, now that we know what's wrong, now that we understand what it means to be led and to not be led, then we have a choice. And this is where rebellion tries to set in on people who've been made aware, is I will decide. Real integrity is not just knowing what's right, not just learning what right is, not just learning what wrong is, not just seeing what right and wrong is. Real integrity is doing something about it and deciding that I will be a person of integrity. Our decisions direct our course. You cannot be a person of integrity without making a decision. Integrity doesn't sneak up on you. You decide to have it. It's hard to have integrity. First of all, you have to learn it. You have to spend your time on the walker with somebody with a BB gun to get you to where the middle of the road is. That discipline that God gives us is for our benefit. It's not easy. It's hard to make good decisions of integrity. It is. It's real hard. It can be. But the consequences are what's easier to live with. There you go. The consequences of not having integrity is what makes life really difficult. And if you want difficulty in your life, don't choose integrity. Now, here's the odd thing about integrity. If you, des- if you decide, well, I'll just wait till tomorrow. I'll, I'll have integrity maybe. And I'll, I'll work on it maybe Tuesday. Nope. That's not integrity. You remember the Popeye commercial? Or cartoon? He always promised to pay for the... Oh, yeah. Hamburger on Tuesday? Yeah. Wimpy. I'll gladly pay you Thursday, I thought it was Tuesday, for a hamburger today. What? See, what you need to do is you need to just do without until you have your own money and pay for your own burger. It's an integrity thing. So, I will decide to have integrity. 
It's, it's not a decision that happens to you ever. It's something you have to make up your mind. I'm going to walk in integrity. I'm going to live in integrity. I'm going to be an example of what integrity is. Now, I, I spent a lot of my life lived in front of people. Part of being a pastor, you know, it's... My mom taught me how to do this as a child. If I want to be seen, there's no integrity in that. If I realize that I'm being seen because God has put me in this place to be an example, and my example is going to make a difference to people, there's some integrity in that. So I'll gladly live in front of people because what it does, it helps me to maintain my integrity because I know there's an example of people whose eternity is going to be based on my integrity. There was, there was a lady in our church when I was a kid. She just always watching us, tattle on us. If she thought anything was wrong, mom gave us a great piece of advice. She said, just do the right thing and you never have to worry about her again. Great integrity there because the consequences of integrity are not bad. The consequences of no integrity are fierce. Let's go. I think I'm going to get done in time here. We have a choice. Choose integrity. We have a choice. Choose integrity. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, help us to choose integrity today. God, I pray for our people. Lord, you know, you know the ones that are going to be faced with truth, honesty. And decisions that are going to count for eternity. Lord, you know that we're going to be looking at situations of great integrity. Help us to make the right decisions. And I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Keep your head bowed. Let your eyes closed. Nobody look around. There's two parts that we're going to deal with this morning. There's two challenges I'm going to give. One is, there may be somebody here who's never considered that they need to commit their life to Jesus, or if they have considered it, they haven't followed through on it. Never made a commitment to say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I want to be the person you want me to be. I want your light to shine in me. I want your light to uh, expose things that I need exposed so that I can deal with them correctly. I want to be a person of integrity. I want, I want to be a Christian. And the second part is, those of you who have committed your life to Christ already, you didn't realize when you committed your life to Christ that he was going to challenge you to integrity, so maybe you've let things slip. And this morning, you need to reevaluate and say, you know what? Today, I need to be walking in integrity again. Now, guys, I know nobody's going to be perfect. But what you do is when you make mistakes, you stand up and you live up to them. That's what integrity does. It's hard to start with, but it's easier in the long run. So today, we're gonna, both of them take the same kind of prayer.
It's a prayer of confession. God, you know, you know where I am. You know who I am. You know that what I struggle with. And I'm going to help you with that because I'm just going to help you with the words. It's a prayer of confession, prayer of commitment. And then if you want to be right with God, you just mean it as we pray along. Mean it with these words. If you want to reconnect with God after it's been a while, you mean it with these words. Let's, let's put the integrity back in the walk today. It's going to be worth it to you. It's going to be worth it to you. And, and sometimes just, I'm not condemning. Honest, guys, I'm not condemning. But sometimes that integrity thing is not because you're a bad person. It's just because you haven't made decisions to stick with it. And that's okay. Up until now, but now it needs to be fixed. So, I want you to pray with me. We're all going to pray out loud so nobody feels out of any more, any worse. We want you to feel as good as you can feel, but sometimes this is difficult. But we're going to pray. If you need to commit your life to Jesus to start with, or if you need to get things back on course, pray with us. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. Please forgive me. I want to be a person of integrity. I want to be a Christian. I accept Jesus by faith. And I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Keep your head bowed. Your eyes closed. You may be watching this morning from your living room. You may be watching this morning from your man cave or wherever you watch from. Or you may be sitting in the congregation today. You say, you know what? I prayed that prayer. I made a commitment to live for God today. And I'm going to follow through with all the integrity that God can give me. And he'll give you enough. But if you prayed that prayer, if you would raise your hand, I have a, I have a booklet I'd like to give to you. Or if you'd like a booklet, if you would log on to cowboychurch.tv and request, the booklet is cal- called Now What? Now What? I'll send you that booklet, or this morning I'll give you your booklet, and uh, it'll help you with your next seven days. The Bible says you've just been born again. Newborn babies need a certain formula. This will help you with your next seven days and your walk with God to get your, get your feet on the ground and get things going. You know, Russ, you were talking about at the beginning of the show how God makes it to where the sermons are pertinent to people even in the day that they sit and watch it and it may have been filmed weeks earlier sure and you know what's really interesting to me i a a long time ago Mm -hmm. in my ministry people would come up to me and say you know the thing you said just touched my heart and so i started asking them i said what it was you know and it's really interesting to me you know I, i start to understand why the bible says through the foolishness of preaching god has ordained that men be saved and he used that word foolishness because when I would ask them, and then, of course, we recorded that. A lot of times I'll go back and listen to what I said. You know, a lot of times I didn't even say what they thought. 
It's oh, said. exactly. You know, but yeah. it's the fact that God uses preaching to touch people's lives. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm really interested in what God has going on. I want to play. I want to be a part of it. But sometimes I look at my life like uh, sticking my finger in the ocean. You know, when I do, it makes room for me. Mm -hmm. And when I take it out, it doesn't miss me either. Oh. And, and it's really true, the vastness and goodness of God. Hmm. He doesn't really need us to do what he, what he does, but he allows us to be a part of it. So if, if God has used us in touching your life for the kingdom, give us a call, write us a letter, email us, do us something. Uh, you can find all of our stuff on cowboychurch.tv. That's right. or It's our webpage. Or there's, mm -hmm. there's a host of ways you can get a hold of us. Yes, it. yes. You can be effective in our world by your financial support. Many of you have already responded to that, and we thank you so much. That's why we're still here. But we need you. We rely on you. We, re we count on you for your financial support, little or small. And we don't want to make a big deal out of that, but no. we want you to know that we appreciate how you respond to us. Write to us. Get to us on Facebook or visit our website. We want to hear from you. Until next time, we'll see you later. Thanks for joining us at Cowboy Church. Well, if you enjoy Cowboy Church, I want to ask you to do something. Get your checkbook out or go to the website and pledge to support Cowboy Church. We rely on your gifts. This doesn't come to me. It doesn't come to Russ. It comes to us making these shows weekly. We don't have big support. We don't have big sponsors. You don't see any big commercials on these shows. God has put us in a place where we rely upon the people who enjoy Cowboy Church. We love hearing from you. Thank you for your letters and thank you for your support. God bless you and we'll see you next week on Cowboy Church.